you can dance if you want to. You can leave <laughs> your friends behind. Like that's what that's what the guys are moving. Anyways, it's really awful. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I remember. Listen to this. Okay, I remember my first gamer tag ever was Unreal Tournament 2000 on Xbox. Right? Yeah. Or and guess what that gamer tag was? You'll never guess. If I'll never guess, then should I not guess? Okay, you shouldn't guess because you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll never get it. It was the worst gamer tag ever, and it was. Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 25th episode of the Bitcoin Podcast. I'm your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. And host number three, Corey, is sick, so he is not here with us. That's right. He's under the weather. Never so quite. it's been a while since... What's up? I said I never quite understood that euphemism, you know? Under the weather? Under the weather. Like, huh. Does it mean, like, the weather's so intense that I'm underneath it? Like, I'm at whim of the weather? Well, I don't know. Maybe in caveman times, if you... If it started raining and you couldn't make it back to your cave in time, you were under the weather and you got sick. Yeah? That's good. Mm, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since you and me just just hosted. Yeah, we're kicking it. Kicking it without host number three or the third host. Yeah. What do we got on the docket today? What should we... Should we talk about... Let's not talk about price. Let's let price be what price is you know yeah well the name of the episode is uh the 199 dollar incentive and mm. that that is in regards to today's guest miss melanie shapiro who just came out with um case wallet so let's talk about bitcoin wallets all right um, well should we I, talk about the categories of wallet yeah, I, I, you know, when you break it down, there's only one thing that can give a currency, any currency, value, and that's trust. So those yeah. using a currency, they have to have a way of storing and transact, transacting with it that they believe is relatively secure, and they have to believe that others feel the same way. So, you, you know, there's a whole bunch of wallets out there. You know, we just happen to feature uh, case wallet today. But, you know, a lot of these wallets allow you to store your Bitcoin securely. And in some cases, you know, you could still carry them around for easy use in like physical locations as well as, uh, for purely online transactions. And maybe the best is case, you know, we, you know, we don't know. Maybe that's what, you know, we'll bounce ideas off. There's several mm-hmm. others. Uh, you got Trezor, you got Ledger Nano. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't used case. I haven't used it, but the multi-sig security, fingerprint technology, network connectivity, it all makes it sounds like it's it's the winner if I'm just going by, you know, just by features. It um 
it definitely has the whole kit and caboodle. Um, it's, it's got a lot of features and it's tiny. It's, I think it's like right around the size of a credit card, a mm. little bit thicker, mm. you know, but it's, it's right there. So you can carry it around with you. Um, yeah, it's an extra device, but we are talking about trying to create a new culture here and it's a cold wallet. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's not a cold wallet. It is a, um, what do they call it? Hard, hardware wallet, mm-hmm. which means that its security is, is built into the device. And, uh, Melanie goes into the specifics in the interview. Um, but what, what I gather from what she said is that it's very secure and that, that pretty much tackles that trust that you were talking about earlier, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And the thing about banks is they do a great job making you think you can trust them. And that's like their best marketing scheme of all time. Well, there's no telling what goes on behind the scenes, but that's true. As far as trust goes, I do believe case wallet is, is a premier wallet. Um, because the security is built into the device, you know, the fingerprint scanner, multi-sig. One thing that she did mention was multi-sig should be taking off, and it's not. What's wrong with you people? I think it's because, uh, I mean, that goes hand in hand with the fingerprint uh, reader, right? What do you mean? I mean, uh, I was, you know, I was poking around, and regarding the fingerprint technology, I have a long history working on various digital security products in my field. And I, I think they're good for establishing identity, but are undesirable for authentication because they can't be changed. If your fingerprints are ever exposed to a malicious party, they can access anything that is digitally secured by your fingerprints forever. So if it's a password or a pin is exposed, it can be changed, preventing the malicious person from using it in the future. So I like the old school like pin and password. And... I know Trezor, they're totally against fingerprint readers. So, I don't know, man. I think fingerprint should only be used as a as a means identification or as one factor in a multi-factor authentication scheme. So, as of now, I'm going to side with you that Trezor is the best. And it's already proven, and it costs $100 less. Are we going to say Trezor's the best when we're featuring case wallet on the show well, I'm, I, i've never just because we have a guest doesn't mean i'm personally endorsing it you know i mean you know we're keeping it real we're keeping it all the way real i can, I'm, I'm not saying her product is inferior oh no no it's good it's great but i i don't think that adding a biometric finger scanner to the device would decrease its security i think there's ways to hack the fingerprint reader so I don't think that's an extra level. And I think that's why the price point is $100 more than Trezor. You know what wallet is getting slept on? The Keep Key. Yeah, I've, you know what? I heard about that Keep Key. And I heard it's really good. It's just they don't have the funding behind it. Like I do. want one. I really do. Yeah? I want a Keep Key. So I can uh, be that much closer to Netflixing the bank's. Like telling them Bon Voyage, I don't need your bank ID picture. 
to help so me you, remember who I am. So you're going to invest in uh, one of these wallets pretty soon. I will. Um, I got a good amount of... I'm not going to say that. Whoever's listening, if you're thinking of malicious intent, I don't have any Bitcoin. <laughs> I have none. We don't hold. Yep. We don't hold. hold. But... Um, I'm at a point now where I'm really thinking of, you know, keeping some bits in a hardware wallet, cold it, cold how it much, up. How many Bitcoins should you have before you start thinking about um, storing Bitcoin in, in that manner? It depends on which outlandish theory of purchasing power you think Bitcoins are going to have. Let's go with the Winklevi who think Bitcoin's market cap is going to be $400 billion. Well, I think that makes each Bitcoin right around fourteen grand mm. worth of purchasing power. And at that point, I don't. I think you can start not thinking in dollars and just thinking Bitcoin. But I think mm, if you've got more than ten, you need to keep it in the cold wallet. Yeah, that's a lot. I wonder how many people who are in the Bitcoin have 10 or more. I don't even have 10. I'm there's just, there's a website out there that just shows yeah. the divvy of the different Bitcoin addresses. I don't I don't know the website. I hoping an acute redditor is listening and maybe can leave a comment on our website that gives the website, but you can see the percentage of wallets that have um lots of Bitcoin or a little bit of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, ten or more, you need to get it and get that puppy in a cold wallet. So for our audience, there's hardware wallets, cold wallets, and hot wallets. A hardware wallet is keep key, treasure, ledger, ledger nano, and case wallet. Um where the security is built into the device and when you put bitcoins on it, super duper secure. And then there's cold wallets which are even more secure. Um, you basically put them on a laptop that has never touched the internet ever. But it's a very tricky process. You have to generate a Linux key and, and run Linux on a, on a laptop that's never touched the internet. And then you have to put the Bitcoin Core software on there and generate a address and then send bits to that address. It's very complicated. That's situation. insane. It is yeah, insane. We're going to look back on that process and be like, man, I can't believe people did that. Well, I think it's necessary if you want to be as secure as possible. You know what I mean? Andreas does it, and I'm pretty sure Gavin does it. I'm pretty sure everybody does it. Um, The only reason I don't do it is because I'm scared as hell. Like, I'm scared I'm going to insert a character wrong and send my bits into nothingness, and then I'm jumping off a bridge. Like, um... Who was that guest we had? Saucier? Yeah. Who, like, he was like, he was laughing about it, but you could tell his soul was crushed. <laughs> I lost the password. It was so funny how I yeah. did that. It was so um, funny how I lost the password. <laughs> really, he's like, damn it. <laughs> what we should do is track down that guy who threw away his laptop in the UK. Yeah. And it had thousands of Bitcoin on it. Like, Golly, how bad do you feel about yourself? That's insane. They should do like a scavenger hunt on that. Like, hey, we have we have eighty Bitcoin on this laptop and we're about to do like the great 
the rat race. And you have to follow all these clues around the city. That'd be cool. We that should do that. Cool. There'd we be should... Remember I had that idea, like a scavenger hunt Bitcoin game? Like if you live in a big city, you know, you go to the coordinates. If you can solve the riddle, you get some Bitcoin and then you go to the next GPS coordinate and solve the riddle. Let's sponsor that. That sounds cool. It was an idea I had when I had had too much Merlot. <laughs> and uh, I thought it would be cool. Like, just get a whole city worth of young bucks uh, trying to solve riddles and running around the city trying to get Bitcoin. I thought that was a pretty good idea. Yeah. I feel like somebody's already done it. Like, every time I have a, like, Shark Tank idea, somebody's already done it. And I'm like, damn it. Like, there's nothing Yeah, if there's a Blythe Meowsters out there, then I think every idea is taken. It's just, like, Blythe Meowsters takes the cake. Yeah, that's that was... A dark day. It really took the air out of us because we were like, oh, Bluth Misters. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> but then when we came up with this show, we were like, nah, that URL is taken. That's true. And then here we are. Here we to are. The, to the other podcasters out there, how did you not think of the Bitcoin podcast? It just seems. Anyways, that's our shit now. Yeah, I don't want to like shit on other people's shows, but it's like, you know, Bitcoin gravy or like, let's talk Bitcoin. Like, dude, we can't can't shit on their shows because we're trying to get Andreas on here. I mean, he's he's only going to be on the show when we're so big that he can't ignore us. Yeah, but who's going to get us to that point? It's up to our listeners to spread the word about easy listening Bitcoin podcast. Yeah, man. Anyways, um, so wallets. <laughs> we always get so far off the sorry topic. Um, um, hardware I, wallet, I, cold. I wallet. don't think I'm. I don't think I'm ever gonna own a wallet. Oh, really? You're oh. never gonna. You're always gonna trust like Coinbase or. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. You don't get wallets. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it like Trezor kind of scares me because don't you need don't you need your computer to work by USB and your computer's not secure from hackers and keyloggers and your Trezor Bitcoin security systems are like tied directly to it. Yeah, but and it's then, a hardware wallet. The security is built into like the chipset on the device. So yeah, it's connected to your computer, and yeah, that's connected to the internet. But the way the data is moving. Is is encrypted through the hardware. It's kind of like this bullshit they're selling everybody with a chip in your debit card. Huh? It's encrypted. The information is encrypted inside of the debit card before it hits the network, so it's more secure. It's along the lines of that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a big baller. Huh? Maybe I'm just not baller enough. To need that kind of security? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't even bought Bitcoin in a couple of weeks. I've been kind of slacking. Just to get long? No, we can't do that. I feel like I tout them too much. I okay, got, I'm going to tout them anyways. Get lawnmower. I got that app. It lawnmower. should happen automatically, right? Yeah, but, you know, I I used to buy Bitcoin, especially when it was hovering at, like, 800. I would I would buy, like... Point six Bitcoin at a time. Man, you know what my favorite thing to do is? Is to buy Bitcoin, 
texting with Coinbase. Oh yeah, how's that I work? Loved doing that. Yeah, you just put like you put buy such such and such amount of Bitcoin, and then you text it to Coinbase, and then they buy that, and then you buy it. It just happens like instantaneously. That's nice. I've never showed that to you. That's pretty rad. It's uh, really awesome. You get the like. It's a feature that they don't advertise, and I don't know why they don't. But you can, um, you get the number, the Coinbase number that they send you, and then you text that number different things. And there's codes like if you just press B, it'll send you your balance. If you press buy, you push buy such and such amount of Bitcoin, and then you click text, and then it'll phone call. You'll get a phone call, and it'll say. Would you like to buy this much? Enter your pin, and then you put your pin in, and then you buy that much Bitcoin, and it happens all within like a minute. You know, I never knew that. It's how about really that? cool, and that's how I sent you that big. That's how I send you Bitcoin most of the time. Is I just click send you. I put your name in there since you're with Coinbase, it knows who you are, and I said send you this many Bitcoin, and it will just bloop. Done. With huh. Phone. I yeah. was kind of wondering how you did it so fast. Mm-hmm. But now Coinbase, they upgraded their app, and their app is really nice now, so I'm just do it there. So. All right, anyways, so let me let me put you through the gauntlet really quick. Let's. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna name off some uh, Bitcoin wallets. All right. You you let me know if you've heard of them and thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Uh, Electrum. Thumbs up. Uh, Hive. Just went out of business, but thumbs up before they lost all their money. Armory. Way thumbs up. Coin kite. Is it orange? Got like an orange logo? Yep. Um, Never use the wallet, but their features and the products that they offer are great from what I've read. Yeah, so, you can request audit reports. That's pretty cool. So one thumb up, one thumb down for them. Uh, what else do I got off the top of my dome? Are we doing Facebook thumbs? Yeah. Is that yeah. our rating policy? One enthusiast. Uh, Pi Wallet. Never heard of it. Um, oh, you know why? Because it's only commercially available. It's the only commercially available hardware Bitcoin wallet. Wow. So you have to like have a, you got to be moving weight to use Pi Wallet. Um, yeah, it doesn't have direct internet access. So, so it's basically running Armory, the well, same technology. Well, Armory gets the thumbs up, so Pi Wallet's probably good. Never heard of it, though. All right, last but not least, the Chrome extension, CryptoKit. Never done it. And huh? I barely trust Chrome as it is, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna what, go what about the what about the what about the actual blockchain wallet? Oof. It's it's like they never work on it. They don't even try. It's yeah. uh I gotta give you a thumbs down blockchain.info. Ooh. Ooh. I give blockchain.info a lot of, you know, credit for the charts that they provide and the really cool visual of having transactions go through and being a uh blockchain uh explorer but i just don't 
their wallet just leaves a lot to be desired. But when it comes to security, it's up there. It's just not like user friendly. I find it kind of meh. Well, we're keeping it real. Yeah. What about Airbits? Airbits is this shiznittle bam snip snap bap. I like Airbits. We gotta get Pooey back on here. We got to. He's busy right now promoting the shit out of Airbits, as he should be, because Airbits is the business. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your favorite wallet? I know what you're gonna say, but I ask you anyway. My favorite wallet is a uh, case wallet because Melanie Shapiro is about to be on, and <laughs> I like the way she talks. I like the way. She does her hair. I like the way <laughs> I like everything about her. I think she's great. And she was nice enough to um speak with us. Yes. For at length she spoke with us. Yeah. Uh, very informative uh, interview. And she is a um bright lady. She has a PhD in consumer behavior, which is yes. pretty interesting. You can have a PhD in consumer behavior? What does that mean? Like, I'm a wicked doctor knowing how people act when they buy stuff. Yeah, there's a psychology behind it. So, wow. And, and prior to that, she studied technology adoption behavior at Microsoft. I so, didn't even like, know these were things. Man, now I feel like my university sucked. <laughs> so, like, she knows what people want. And then she goes out there and she just she makes it happen. So... Um, I've listened to her speak. Like it is very riveting. She's a great uh, orator, orator, when it comes to talking to large groups of people. I think she hit up a TED. I'm not sure. I want one would believe she did, but I, well, I know she speaks at conferences, and I know she's been plugging away on this thing for like well over a year. And uh, it launched in the summer, and it's summer. taken plenty of time to perfect the formula. But I think the team figured that by setting up a trio of security keys that unlock the case and scattering them to and fro, that I don't think anyone sketchy is going to be able to dip into your Bitcoin stash. And I think that's what's most important. Yep. So uh, without further ado, uh, Miss Melanie Shapiro, CEO of Case Wallet. Here it is. All right. Uh, so I, I like to think that, you know, what we do and what you do, kind of go hand in hand you know every ceo or leader in the bitcoin ecosystem kind of does what we do and that's kind of try and educate um on the flip side there's there's a lot of misconception about what bitcoin actually is due to the media narratives so when you hear someone say that they aren't interested in bitcoin how do you go about explaining to them that this is something that could be worth their time you know how would you convert them so I usually start by asking what they know about Bitcoin um, and if, you know, where they learned what it is that they know. Uh, and that can, that usually gives me a pretty good indication of, um, you know, where they're coming from. Cause usually, you know, if it's, it's people that tell me, you know, I, I think Bitcoin's only for people that buy drugs and I ask them, well, where did you hear that? It's usually, oh, CNN or, you know, some big media outlet that they heard that from two years ago, three years ago. Um, and then I basically just try to educate them about all the great things that are happening in our industry and what people are doing and what their motives are for doing it. And that, you know, that usually, in my experience, has kind of changed people's opinions of the technology. Hmm. Right. I, I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we kind of aim to do the same. Uh, most of it is not just introducing people, but kind of changing their mind on what it is, because it seems like everyone has heard about, you know, 
drugs and, and all that bad stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, In fact, it's funny because there's this guy, so we actually launched at TechCrunch Disrupt and um so after you go on stage for the battlefield, um, there's kind of a time for all the participants to have a little booth and all the um you know, people that attend can walk around the booth and this guy came up to me and he's like, Oh, so you know, what do you guys do? And I told him and he's like, Oh god, I hate Bitcoin. You know, why why is someone like you in this space? And first of all I thought that was A very offensive, but B, um the, the second part of it <laughs> yeah, was wow. that, you know, he he just completely was you know, misguided and misinformed about the, about the space. And he, he admittedly, I mean, he admitted that. Um, and it turned out he was a reporter at the Huffington Post. And at the end of our conversation, he basically changed his opinion entirely. And he even wrote a really great article on the Huffington Post um, about, actually about our conversation and how it changed his mind entirely and how, you know, you know, more people in our industry need to, to need to take the time to talk to people like that, I think, with, without being, you know, aggressive, right? So I think so many times where, you know, people will encounter people like that and think, oh, God, they're just so uninformed or they're so stupid or they have no idea what's going on and they break them off. But, you know, some of these people can be converted and that's important for us to do. Absolutely. Uh, and then I was I was doing a little digging and then I read that you yourself lost a fair amount of Bitcoin, uh, yeah, you don't have to talk about that if it if it's too painful to bring up. But was that kind of did it lend itself to the origin story behind creating Case Wallet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely it, it definitely was a, a catalyst in it for sure. And you know, I think at the end of the day, um, when I first got into Bitcoin, and even when I first lost Bitcoin, I. I don't know, the technology was so young and we were just kind of expecting something to happen. Um, and this was like in 2011, so, um, certainly we were, we were one of the earlier, I think, ex- people experiencing massive loss of Bitcoin, but it happens and we moved on and now we just do a better job protecting our Bitcoin. Cool. Yeah, that would spark something in me too. Like, steals my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this has to stop now. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, so speaking of, of Case Wallet, it is a forerunner in the 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 hard, uh, sorry, not hard, but the offline wallet space. There's not very many. And could you tell us a bit about what makes Case Wallet's company's biometric authentication service unique, and why people should really feel safe and secure that it's doing a good job protecting their bits? Right. So. One of the things that makes um, Case unique is that it's completely standalone, which means that it doesn't need to, um, you know, talk to your phone or your computer to be able to work. So we have a dedicated GSM connection, which means that you don't need to trust your computer, you don't need to trust your phone, you don't really need to trust anything um, except for your device. And at the end of the day, it's a multi-sig wallet, so you only have one key that's stored on the wallet itself, and then... The other key is stored in an encrypted database that can only be decrypted with data that actually lives on the device itself. Um, so that's, you know, the fact that it, it does have a dedicated um, communication channel, the fact that it's multi-sig, and the other big piece of it, too, is that it is 
biometrically secure and not just um, a swipe of fingers. You can use the device, but that's actually correlated to um, one of the private keys. Mm, wow. That thing is super secure. Is, does it aid in the old uh, Bitcoin mantra of being your own bank? Can you be your own bank with the case wallet? <laughs> so we're very careful about not using that language. Because okay. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, yeah. So what, what does that mean? That means in your, you know, as a New York state company, that would mean that we would have to file for a bit license. And um, right now the way our architecture looks is that you, we don't hold enough of your keys to be, um, to have any sort of ownership, right? So we only know one of your keys and, you know, we're all aware of how multi-sig works. So you would need two of those three keys to make a transaction take place. Um, so we hold one, so we are not your bank. And you as an individual, you do hold, um, you can either hold your own third private key for recovery purposes or we um, have a partnership with um, third key solutions in which you could, you know, use that service for recovery. So um, you could hold two of the three keys if you'd like. At the end of the day, we only advise people who are very technical to, to do that um, because, unfortunately, if you lose your recovery key um, and you lose your wallet, um, there's really nothing we could do for you. Um, but if you use um, third-key solutions to back up your, your third private key um, and you've lost your device, we're able to um, give you, con- you know, control of your, of your funds again. Okay. We change the wording. We can say, "Be your own money services facility," and then there you go. You get around it. <laughs> Control your own keys. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know that's the problem, though. That's that's a big problem. People, you know, really need to remember the fact that if you don't control your keys, you don't control your Bitcoin, and. That's something people just don't understand, and that's, I think, a main reason why people um, end up losing Bitcoin. Yeah, it's kind of tough, though, because if you think about like how the evolution of stuff is, we don't control the keys to the bank's vaults, so people you know, controlling their own keys, that's a big step. But hopefully, uh, Bitcoin's going to build a bridge to that next step. So Yeah, um, absolutely. So next question you're going to have to put on your defense cap of the case wallet um so in the onset of bitcoin actually becoming ubiquitous and becoming like this grand global currency do you see kate wallet as maybe a bit short-sighted a little bit because in a world with with smartphones wouldn't wouldn't the people that make smartphones just build innate uh hardware wallets into the smartphone and then they would bypass the need for a case wallet Right. So um, certainly as a company, we have our eyes set on what we plan, you know, what we're planning for the future. Um, this is the first iteration of our technology um, and it serves the market as it exists today. Um, and as that market continues to evolve, the product will continue to evolve. So our, our goal all along has just been to build really strong technology that solves current problems. And the problem right now is that mobile phones are not secure enough to be managing the keys to your Bitcoin. Um, you know, if you hold half of a Bitcoin um, or, you know, you're, you're buying some coffee once in a while with Bitcoin, um, then it's certainly, um, you know, probably fine for you. But anyone with any significant amount of Bitcoin, um, you know, this is a, it's, it's, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. 
So we believe that right now, the way the, the market stands and the way the technology is, um, having dedicated hardware is incredibly important. Um, but as Bitcoin continues to evolve as, you know, uh, maybe potentially a currency alternative for people in emerging markets, certainly um, we have we have some, some visions for how we'll exist in that world. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad you, you, you brought that up because so it was kind of like, you know, iPad 1, the iPad 2, the iPad 3. Um, you know, looking ahead in 2016, can you give us your take or, or perhaps, you know, let's take it a step further, your aspirations for the future of Bitcoin wallets or maybe Case Wallet 2.0? Right. So I think for Bitcoin wallets in general, I really would just love to see everybody using multi-sig. Um, it's surprising that that's not a uh, standard yet. I, I think, you know, at this point, a lot of people have signed on board and they've implemented this technology, but for those that haven't, I think it's definitely time to do that. Um, and I think more focus on security. So one of the reasons that we actually started this, this company was we felt that, you know, there are all these amazing applications being built on top of this technology, but there were fundamental issues that needed to be solved. No one was paying attention to those problems. So, um, <laughs> so Melanie, is it important that you, um, important to you that you're included in the growing group of female Bitcoin leaders? Um, it's, it's obviously important to me to be part of, um, that group as a woman and as a leader in the space. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about the lack of women in the industry and not enough time talking about the amazing leadership that we do have. Um, and I, there, which there are so many, um, and I, I get asked this question all the time and I, I really am proud of the women in, in our industry and the roles that they play, um, the companies that they run. So, um, you know, I, I hope that more women are attracted to this industry and, in due time, I'm sure there will be more that will will flock over. Um, but for now, I think the you know the women in the space are are really wonderful and doing great things. Yeah, we're we're trying to interview them all. That's for sure. Definitely, that's, that's goal. awesome to hear. <laughs> we're really trying <laughs> to get good to know the the female Bitcoin voice out there because, like you say, and a lot of people. In fact, we accidentally created a what is it, Martella? All dudes, all the time accidentally said that to someone and and that's the way it seems sometimes and so we actually try and actively get the the female voice heard yeah, i think you know a bit of diversity never hurts and i i think the thing that the that women bring to the table is that we just solve problems in different ways and we see things a little bit differently and just you know by the nature of us being female um, and so I think it's always interesting to have a little bit of a mix. And certainly we, you know, we strive to be 50% of the industry, but um, that, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. But um, the women we do have are representing uh, in a very significant way. Right on, right on. Well, uh, last question and not to intimidate you, but I think every person that we interview that has a PhD has failed this question. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Oh, my goodness. In, oh goodness! Okay. Here we go. In ten words or less, can you explain Bitcoin? Do I get a second to think about it? Exactly one <laughs> second, and you've already used half of it. <laughs> if it's if it's ten words, we'll give you ten seconds. Okay. Um, let's see. 
Bitcoin is the toll used to put stuff on the world's first completely immutable distributed ledger. That's actually 16 words. I'm Ooh. sorry. Damn it. I can't even count. A PhD and I can't count. Um, <laughs> well. Oh, okay. I was doomed to fail on that one. Uh, the pressure was on and I, I didn't. I didn't you're going to have to come on the show again for another chance. Yep. That's how we hook you. You got to come again now. You know what? That's, that, that sounds like a, a great plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> Melanie, thank you very much uh, for your time here this evening. And um, good luck with the Case Wallet. I hope it um, performs really well for you, for the community. I hope everybody maybe gets one and so they can stop worrying so much about their bits at night because... I used to worry a lot. I don't anymore, but I used to. So, and yeah, certainly, we should all put in our vote for multi sig. Multi sig. Heck yeah! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on petition for that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank Alrighty. you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. And that was Melanie Shapiro. CEO of Case Wallet, bringing us the thunder with Kate Wa- Case Wallet, letting us know all about the project and yeah. how amazing it's doing and how it's going to secure your Bitcoin, especially in a time like now when the price is going fucking up and up and up and down and yeah. down and then up and then down and then up. Did you know that sideways. 16 years ago, you for $199, you could buy a Sega Dreamcast? And 16 years later, you can buy a case wallet with $199. Mm. That means 16 years ago, a case wallet would have been like 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, the Dreamcast had that 56K modem. That was, that was innovative for its time. And Man, now, I remember yeah. that thing. Do you did you ever play Fantasy Star on that thing? Yeah, I played Unreal Tournament on that thing too, and it it was like everybody was doing the robot, and we were going through walls. It was like me and two <laughs> two other people in the world were on there, but it was amazing because it, it was, was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it yep. was online. So you know, sixteen years later, one hundred and ninety nine dollars will buy you more innovation. You know what somebody should do? I just thought of the funniest youtube video of like go back in time and find like if it even exists because video gaming streaming didn't exist at all but imagine if it did and see like uh the people playing choppy ass unreal tournament but for some reason like that 180 song like you can dance if you want to you can leave (laughs) your friends behind like that's what that's what the guys are moving anyways it's really awful it's pretty bad (laughs) I remember, listen to this, okay, I remember my first gamer tag ever was Unreal Tournament 2000 on Xbox, right? Yeah. Or, and guess what that gamer tag was, you'll never guess. If I'll never guess, then should I not guess? Okay, you shouldn't guess, because you'll never get it. It was the worst gamer tag ever, and it was... Clit Commander. Oh, you didn't get banned for that? I did not get banned for that. It was too early in online gaming days. 
Nice. You, you took a Jay and Silent Bob reference. I, like I sure it. did. I had just watched Jay Silent Bob Strike Back. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm rolling with. The Clit Commander. I don't even remember what mine was, but I just remember I went in. 56K modem. I went in on that. And then I take my VMU and I bust that shit out in class and I'd play my VMU. And if you don't know what that is, fucking they had a screen on the memory card. How baller is that? So now you can get a case wallet. Yep. <laughs> I like that. What is that well, segue? Well, while I was talking about VMUs, or I was thinking like this has nothing to do with Bitcoin. So yeah, me too. We just talked for like eight. 10 minutes about nothing Bitcoin. Well, Corey's not here to like the not, he's like Dreamcast sucks. So now that he's not here, I can, I can talk about it freely. Yeah, we can talk and about I, Dreamcast if we want to. Corey says no to, he's like, he's the no guy. Every time we get on a tangent, he's like, nope. So this is nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, bit of news. American, yes. American financial service company, US double A. They're rolling out a pilot program that will let some of its customers view their Coinbase Bitcoin balances through their USAA online and mobile, uh, accounts. Man, Coinbase is fucking a rock star in the community. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like that I said that, but damn it, I don't give a damn. Coinbase is doing things for Bitcoin that need to be done. And, you know, people aren't going to like them because I hear a lot, I see a lot of stuff on Reddit. It's like, oh, um, surveillance state, Coinbase is with the surveillance state. But man, Coinbase is like the Trojan horse. Okay. They're going to get in there. They're going to make Bitcoin popular. And so all you guys that are out there that like want Bitcoin to remain decentralized and, and, and all those things that are awesome. Actually, I, I'm one of those guys, but one of the things I'm not quite one of those guys is like the surveillance state thing. Like, I don't, I'm not doing anything where I'm worried Uncle Sam's going to come knock on my door. I'm really not. I'm just a fucking school teacher. So Coinbase is going to get Bitcoin to the mass audience. And then you guys, once Bitcoin has got all the purchasing power and it's a viable global currency, then you can use Bitcoin exactly the way you want to. But let Bit let Coinbase do their thing. What I, I think say. you're I think you're giving props to the wrong company here. Really? I think you I think you gotta give props to USAA. I think it's a smart move as they clearly get it. You know, don't fight something you can't beat, adapt and incorporate. And I well, think they're it's military. I was just about to get back to that. It's it's big news because it's a move by the U.S. military-focused insurer to tap interest in Bitcoin among its customer base. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. That's big because a lot of what a lot of people don't understand is how many things come from the military. Like the military, fucking internet is from the military. They were using it back in the seventies to move military info around and then they released it to the people i mean the military is responsible for a lot of advancements and the fact that the 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 ins- the main insurer for the military is basically you can't think usaa without thinking military and so they're on the forefront of new things in my opinion and the and them accepting bitcoin as this new thing yeah i think it's cool 
I think it's good shit. All right. Well, but you think I'm tout- I shouldn't be touting Coinbase? I should be touting USAA. I think we need to. I think we need to tout Coinbase on this next story. Uh, actually, no. Coinbase has nothing to do with this next story. I was going to talk about Zapchain. I've heard of this. I've never looked into it. Uh, well, you t- you introduced me about today because um, Mr. Quali, Mr. Um, oh yeah, Mr. Ninth Wonder, and uh, their ND five hundred CD. But anyway, I, I want to talk about it because I think we can use the service uh, because anyone can use Zapchain to create a community built around Bitcoin micropayments, and huh. that's what Talib Quali did today. Uh, so new communities can emerge around uh, micropayments. So all you do is go to zapchain.com slash create dash a dash community, and you can apply to create your own community here. And I think I'm going to do it for this website. It looks pretty cool. There's a forum. Uh, there's community posts. There's an integrated blogging platform. Uh, you can reward the top comments with Bitcoin. And on top of that, we can sell our content. And we're coming out with a book. So, yeah. Uh, we are making a book. I didn't know this existed. And now I do. So, yeah. the guy who runs it was like on Forbes 30 under 30. And he worked at Ustream. And I think he knows what he's doing. So expect to see a lot more artists and celebrities using Bitcoin in the future. Yeah, uh, big time. Yeah, using this platform. So um, I think that's fucking cool, man. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. I think it's pretty cool as shit, too, man. I mean, so I think we should definitely try and get on ZapChain. And... um. I did see Talib Quali. Is it Quali or Quali? Quali. Quali. Mm-hmm. I saw him releasing an album. You can go cop that, you Bitcoiners out there. Although I think maybe only like 5% of you listen to hip hop like we do. Or Cello does. I listen to all kinds of shit. I feel to- so far from hip hop. I don't know. I it's listen just- a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's true. When you busted out with that Sean Lennon the other day, I was like, what? That was thanks to you. You turned me on the Sean Lennon. He's got that weird voice, but it's actually really soothing. I don't know. That's my Sunday morning grab my coffee and vibe out on a rainy day music. Little Sean Lennon action, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um But anyways, we not to get off topic, still talking Bitcoin. So should we do price talk at all or let's leave price talk alone? Press uh, talk is um, always a thing, but let me let me say one one quick thing before we move on to that. In addition to paying musicians in Bitcoin, um, there's this website called BitTunes, and it offers um, early adopters rewards in Bitcoin. So you get paid to spread the word about music you like. So Dimitri told me about Sean Lennon. Boom, he would have got some Bitcoin for that. Really? What? Huh? Wait, yep. break that down again? Because I spread shit all the time. I'm the spreader of shit. Well, tell me about it. I can spread things around the internet and get paid for the things that I spread around the internet. 
Yeah, so the I guess the songwriter pays a one-off annual subscription fee, uh, and then uploads like the song, the cover art, the music genre, and then the copyright owner uh, gets the money. And all you do is like you spread you spread the word about the song, and then you get like referral links and all that. So it's an independent digital music market, and they use Bitcoin. Nice. And that was a nice little segue because you know you got me in the Sean Lennon, and now they they uh, reward people to spread the word about music that you like. So, man, isn't that crazy? How many businesses are attached to Bitcoin? Some it's so crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's really neat how it's finding all these use cases, and as things become progressively more digital, which is a natural case of, of the world and the way things are trending. Imagine how many use cases it's going to get. Yep. You know, think about those people that live on the internet. There's a lot of people out there like that. That's that me. Any and all things on the internet. You've got your IRL. You got a pretty yeah. decent IRL. That's all right. But there's a lot of people that just like, I'm on Second Life. I'm on World of Warcraft. When I'm not on World of Warcraft, I'm on Second Life. Like, they live on the internet, and Bitcoin is literally the built for those types of people that do all things internet. In fact, I just read a story earlier, like I paid someone in China that did some digital graphics for me. Didn't know them, didn't need to, just sent them Bitcoin, boom, done. Like, you can't do that with dollars, you can't do that with pound, you can't do that with anything. You do that with Bitcoin. It's the world we live in. You know? Imagine you, Chelly, you're a digital designer. You could do work for people in freaking Thailand and say, hey, send me some Bitcoin. Like, you get your thing when I get my Bitcoin. Bam. So. Nailed it. Uh, last thing is price. What do you want to say about price? And then we'll get out of here for this week. Uh, Price is bananas right now, man. We got a lot of volatility going on. If you look at the Bollinger Bands, something I learned. I'm learning a lot about chart reading. Looking at the Bollinger Bands, we got some volatility. So, if you're a holder, hold. If you're a trader, trade smart. Don't lose your pants. Um, prices, I, I can't predict. If When it's going sideways, I can kind of predict little swings. But when things have been as jumpy as they are now, then... You know, you hope for the best. But I do know that um, the one-day chart, for any of you guys that do like charts, go to BitcoinWisdom.com or go to CryptoWatch or CryptoWa.tch. It's got a weird-ass URL. But if you Google CryptoWatch, it's an amazing chart. It it makes Bitcoin Wisdom look like toddler shit. Child's play. Go to CryptoWatch, look at that chart. The one-day chart looks like we're in for some good news. So I've got my Mr. News Burns. is the best news. My Mr. Burns fingers going right now. Yes. Excellent. It's a good time to be a trader. Yep. And chart reader, yep. which I am not. So it's a good time for you. Yo, did we do... <laughs> are we going to do the me imitating the black guy endorsing Bitcoin thing? Or did that stop after two weeks, three weeks? Uh... I I'm gonna say that your Cleveland Brown is my pick for your <laughs> endorsement. I thought you nailed that one. 
<laughs> oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Um, yeah, I think. So, I think we wind this down and plug our shit. Yeah, let's. Uh, on episode four, it was Change Jar 2.0. Now, episode 26 is going to be Change Jar 3.0 because we have our first return guests. Um, Lawnmore now supports thousands of banks, credit unions, and financial institutions of all sizes. Yep. Which, which they didn't when they were first here. Now they do. So we got to bring them back. And new users get five bucks just for signing up, bitch. So sign up, <laughs> download it, and uh, listen to that episode next week. And uh, I'll let you, uh, Dimitric, tell the fine folks about the quiz. Yes, the quiz is still open. I'm going to plug it one more time on Reddit. Guess what, guys? A whole two people have responded. So at this point, they're essentially just going to get their money back. But... Um, feel free to take the quiz. I'm going to put it out on Reddit again. Um, so you can go to the quiz and, you know, leave the information in the way. So we know it was you that donated and know it was you that took the quiz. So we can send you your Bitcoin when it's all said and done. Um, it's an easy quiz and it doesn't take long. It's 20 questions over stuff that you should know. Had you been watching the show or watching, listening to the show? And if you know even a little bit about Bitcoin, I'm talking a smidgen, I'm talking a sliver, then you can do uh, really well on this quiz. Um, other than that, we are working on a crowdfunding project. Can I say that? Should I say that? Oh, uh, yeah. We're always doing shit. Yep. <laughs> we're always doing shit. And Podbean is what we're going to be going with, so... If you guys are into us enough to give us like a dollar or something like that, so we can make the show better, get better freaking hardware, get more time to say cool things, get just better things and, and do stuff, you can help us out with that. But we'll let you know more about that as it drops. Other than that, sure. what do we got? The BTC podcast on Twitter? Yep. The BTC uh, podcast. Thanks to Dimitric, we are now um, on SoundCloud Pro because we got caught lazy tards for not <laughs> uploading our episodes. Yeah, so shout out to Aiden calling us a lazy tard. Yeah, he's got a media company that we're kind of partnered up with, and um, we're going to get some sponsors here pretty soon. Facebook, hit us up at the Bitcoin podcast. And, uh, Next week's going to be a good episode. Corey's going to be here. Um, he'll be back. And wait, I excited remember, things are happening, man. Yeah, I remember a campaign I wanted to start. The Facebook likes campaign. Just on the show. Like, I don't want to do like a thing on the internet. I just want to tell you guys to go like our Facebook page. Um, so we can get those likes and, you know, grow the show. We're trying to make this show awesome for you guys. And then also iTunes. We haven't said this in a while, but if you give us five stars, we'll give you five-star content. That's the way it works. And if you're thinking about giving us four stars, fuck off. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck off. And um, hit me up on Xbox Live at Backfat Space Jenkins, and let's play some Halo 5. And if you beat me, I'll send you some Bitcoin. Psych, no, I won't. 
So, <laughs> and if you see Backfat Jenkins parentheses one his guest, that's me. So, so hit us up, man. And um, you know what? I'm not going to wear my mic because I don't want to talk to you guys. So, but still, <laughs> I'll hit wear me his up. mic. <laughs> I'll wear his mic. All right. So thanks for listening and hit us up on iTunes and um, thanks for listening. Play the outro. Thank you.